Hey friend, welcome to my podcast, The Fit Soul. I'm your host, Amy Ramsey. In this podcast, we will be discussing soul-filled strategies to unleash your confidence, increase your energy, and all the things healthy lifestyle. If you're a Christian woman who is ready to reach your God-given potential, walk worthy of your calling with abundant joy and energy, girlfriend, you are in the right spot. I mean, you only have one life to live. You might as well maximize it. Buckle in and thanks for listening. And we are live. Oh my goodness. This is the very first Fit Soul podcast. I'm so excited. I've got so much pent up energy right now. And I'm so grateful that you are here with me uh, with me on this journey. So thank you so much. I want to share with you in this podcast some tips on how to get started on a new goal, how to get into forward motion, how to have, how to take inspired action to actually achieve a goal, whether it's um, towards your health. Maybe it's getting into a more active lifestyle. Maybe it's fat loss or weight loss. Maybe it is growth spiritually. Maybe it's um, some career moves. I want to get you into inspired action and share with you some of the things that I do and that I've done actually to give birth to this very podcast. Oh, so again, thank you so much for being here. Now, Starting this podcast has been a little bit of a journey, and I wanted to share that story with you and then give you these uh, these same exact tips to help you get into that action. So my friend and coach and mentor, Natalie Jill, whom I just have so much respect for her, I think she called me early last year, 2022 and said, you need to start a podcast. It may have even been in 2021. You need to start a podcast. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been on my radar. Yes, you're right. I need to start a podcast. She goes, no, 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 you need to start a podcast. I'm like, okay, okay. So I have had that directive to start a podcast, but I kept kind of putting it off. (laughs) I kept thinking, oh, I'm not ready for it. Oh, I'm not prepared enough for it. Oh, I don't have enough to say. Oh, I'm not going to be good enough. Oh, ah, I don't even know what to do to get started. Oh my goodness. It feels overwhelming because there's a lot of things that need to happen before I can even start the podcast. So I had all of this, um, these, some of them were true objections. Some of them were fears that um, were stopping me from moving forward in this podcast. And so I took, oh, I want to share that journey with you just in case you might can be, you might think the same thing. You might be feeling the same thing. You want to do some stuff, but there's fear wrapped around just kind of taking that first step forward. And, and it feels overwhelming to even get started. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how can you just get started on the goals and started on the things that you know you need to do? You kind of keep putting it off or, you know, putting something else in priority of that thing you know you need to do, but it's it's kind of weighing on you. So I want to give you some practical tips today, really based on how I just started this podcast. Okay, so here's the thing. 
I know that it's my mission and my calling to, as, as Paul says in Ephesians 4, 1 and 2, to walk worthy of my calling. Paul urges us, walk worthy of the calling for which you are called. And it's my, it's my mission to walk worthy of that calling which God has called me in an honor of the way that God's calling me to live my life in integrity to that and to use my voice powerfully to help other women walk worthy of their calling and how God's created them as well. So this podcast is meant to be that exact thing right there, to help you walk worthy of the calling for which you are called, of the way that God created you, to help you overcome the brokenness and and the baggage that's holding you back or the fears that are holding you back or the overwhelm that's holding you back, to help you get past that, to help you take inspired action towards the life you know you're called to live, to help you get into forward motion. And so my my goal here is to get you is to get you moving, baby. Like get off the sidelines of your life. Get into all that God's got for you, for your life, spiritually, for your for your soul, for your mind, for your physical body. That's what this podcast is all about. And I'm kind of getting goosebumps even just saying it. And I'm so thrilled to be here with you on a podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I wanted to share with you just um, how sometimes when we're getting started on a goal, it can feel super overwhelming and intimidating to ever even take that very first step. <laughs> so I want to share with you a story of, um, of when I started something almost 10 years ago. This has been a, a kind of, it ended up being a goal. I didn't mean for it to be a goal, but... I was newly married to my husband, whom I love and adore, and he's a big runner. He loves to run. I didn't love to run. I'm not a, I'm not a runner. I'm not a great runner. I've never been a great runner. I love exercising, but I have kind of a, a short body, kind of like that muscular body, that more CrossFit type body that um, I have that fast twitch muscles, but not that endurance. Yet, I didn't have that endurance yet, so I decided I would run a half marathon with him. I actually fell in love with the idea of a running community and um, having a goal that was that pushed me out of my comfort zone. I had, I, I always tell people this if you can do a 45 minute workout or an hour workout at the gym, you can run three miles, you can run a 5k. Even if you have to walk here and there, you can run that. But beyond that five, that, that three miles, that 5K, I had never, when I had first started, I had never run past three miles at a time. And so the way you start training for a half marathon, so a half marathon, by the way, is 13.1 miles. And that, whoo, that felt so overwhelming. Oh my gosh, that's, I can't even fathom running that long, all I've ever run is three miles. So the first time I went past that, I ran four miles. I'll never forget the day. It was a summer day in July. It was hot outside. I went in the morning. I went to the, we have these beautiful um, trails on the Natchez Trace here where I live in Mississippi. And I went there actually with a friend 
and I ran four miles. I fully ran the four miles. I didn't walk any. I ran it. And it was the most um, exhilarating feeling, actually. I was like, oh my gosh, I pushed myself past the point. It wasn't easy to run the four miles, but I did it. And I felt so good about myself after. I was so proud of myself that I actually accomplished that. Um, And that is that's kind of where I started with the process of, okay, well, if I did four miles, I guess I can push it a little bit further. I got on a training plan and that training plan was to run three miles a couple of times a week. And then you push your mileage a little further one day a week. So for me, that's that long run, quote unquote, long run was on a Saturday. So we started training. This was in July. We were supposed to run our first half marathon in December, but there was a big ice storm that weekend and we didn't, we weren't able to run it. So the first marathon, the first half marathon that I ever ran was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, and they said it was supposed to be so easy because it's super flat. And I'm a Louisiana girl. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about going to, I love Baton Rouge. Oh, my goodness. It's such a fun city. So I had trained to run this half marathon. It was my very first. Every week I, I ran that little bit further. So I had been training for, gosh, six months, seven months at this point, right? And now here we are. It's time to run it. And I want to share with you the story of that <laughs> that half marathon. All right. That half marathon got up. I was excited but nervous. I felt prepared because I had been pushing those runs. I had been running five miles on the weekend, six miles on the weekend, seven miles on the weekend, eight miles. You know, I pushed it all the way up to, I think, I think I even did a, a an 11 or a 12 mile run. Like I really, I pushed my distance. And I, so I felt, I knew I could do it, although I was a little nervous. I'd still never run 13.1. Uh, um, okay, so it's, the day before the race, we go, we register, and it's there's kind of a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of fun around. Like if you've never run and you want something new, you want a new challenge in your life, I do recommend it. It's fun. It, it really is. It's really fun. So there was it was all this fun. And then the night before, you know, you're supposed to quote unquote carb up. Well, that was mistake number one for me. I ate a bunch of junk. I ate a bunch of crap, okay? My body is... gluten is just a thing for me. I can have some, but I can't have too much. And for whatever reason, and I learned this, I've learned this since, okay, is pasta is not my friend. As much as I enjoy it, as much as I love it, it does not love me. And so I did what everybody else was doing. I carved up the night before. I mean, carved up. I'm like, I'm going to run 13. You're supposed to eat anything you want. So I carved up. And it's time for the morning of the race. We get up early. I've got all my stuff laid out the night before. I'm fully prepared. (laughs) And guess who came in town? We're at a hotel, by the way. Guess who came to town that morning? My period. Now, I kind of am surprised I'm talking about my period on the very first podcast, but oh well, we're all, I was about to say we're all girls here, but I'm not sure that's true. Anyway, my cycle started in full form. Oh, I hadn't planned on that one. (laughs) I hadn't planned on that. And not only did that happen, 
that gluten from the night before, that pasta from the night before was not working for me the next morning. And so another thing that runners do, it's a big thing, is you want to make sure your system is ready to run. You want to make sure you're ready to go, i.e., go to the bathroom, number two, if you know what I mean. So got up, that happened, period, and my tummy hurt. But I'm like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But I was really concerned about my time. I was really worried about my timing and, and, and getting down to the start line. And anyway, so here, let me just tell you real quickly. I'm going to make the story a little bit shorter. We got started for the race. Three miles into the race, I looked at my husband, and he was like, I'm going to run with you the whole entire time. And he, he ran so much faster than me. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Anyway, we, we go to the bathroom. At first three miles in, I'm like, I've got to go to the restroom and this is not good. Like it's not good to need to go to the bathroom at three miles in, but I was sick. Actually, I was actually sick and had to go to the bathroom. And, um, there was the longest line. There were all these porta potties and there were the longest line. And he's like, Hey, come on, let's go over here. We're running through, um, LSU, uh, campus because come on, come over here. We can, I see a bathroom over there. We can get into the building, like sneak into one of the college buildings. So I'm like, okay, fine, let's go, let's go. So we ran over there. Listen, we couldn't get into the building. We ran through all these buildings trying to get into a bathroom. There was no bathroom. So guess where we had to go? Right back to mile three, wait in that long line, which is even longer now, and wait for the bathroom. Well, by the time we finally got through the bathroom and out, it was over 30 minutes wait. And if you're a runner, you're already understanding, you're probably already able to comprehend how um, my, how discouraging that was. I felt so defeated at mile three. I'm like, are you kidding me? We've just wasted 30 some odd minutes on waiting for a bathroom and then going off on a wild goose chase looking for a bathroom that wasn't even available. I like, it's just such a waste of time. I was frustrated. I didn't feel well, but it was what it was. So it was time to keep going. Well, we kept going. I had kept having to go into the bathroom. It was just not a good morning. I just want to say I was so discouraged. Well, by the time we get to mile eight, mile eight, and they have these mile markers up as you're going. It was beautiful. It was around the lake um, there in Baton Rouge. It was so pretty. And by the time we get to this to the smile. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, all right. Okay. Four more miles. Okay. I, I've got this. And I'm talking to Randy out loud and I've got my headphones on listening to it really loud. And he said, no, 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 no. It's five more miles. And y'all, I, mm, I'm not even, I'm kind of in, no, I am ashamed to admit. I let out an explicitive that I don't say <laughs> and no, <laughs> It just, it just came out like really loud too. I'm like, and people were around. I didn't realize my headphones were on and they kind of looked at me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I burst into tears. I'm like, what do you mean? Five more miles. And I literally am sobbing on mile eight. I am mad. I said, I will never do this again. This is horrible. I can't believe I'm out here. I've got five more miles to go. This cannot be happening. Are you kidding me? Okay. I, I was maybe a little dramatic. I did, you know, I had just started, so I'm probably more than hormonal and I was not feeling good and that was not the best attitude, but it was what it was. I'm just being really transparent and honest with you. Okay. 
So we made it through that last five miles. <sighs> the interesting thing is this, is that when we crossed the finish line, bless his heart, he went every bit of that with me. We were, it was such a terrible time. I'm not even going to tell you what the time, what my time on that was. But we crossed the finish line, met up with some friends after, I calmed down. We kind of had some good laughs about it. And not far after that, I'm like, okay, when is the next one? <laughs> it's like, kind of got past it. But back to getting started on a goal, you know, um, the, the, the Chinese proverb that just says, uh, every journey of a thousand, every, what is it? The journey of a thousand steps. Uh, the th journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And that's so true. And when we get started, it can really feel overwhelming. It can really feel really hard to get started. But what I want to encourage you today is to get started. I don't know what that thing for you is, but I'm going to encourage you to get started on that thing. You know, you hear the acronym for SMART goals, that it's a specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, timely goal. And that is really true in, that in having that time on it. At the time of recording this, and when this podcast is actually going to be launched live, I'm leaving tomorrow, the very next day, for an elite mastermind with Brooke Thomas. I'm really excited about it. And it's in California. And I will be in this mastermind all year long with um, some new entrepreneurial friends. And I wanted to be able to go to that mastermind instead of saying, oh, I'm about to start this podcast. Oh, yeah, here's my podcast. Here it is. It launched yesterday. I really wanted that. That was that, for me, this was the thing that finally got me over the hump and said, wait a minute, hold up, let me go. That is a time that is a time, a deadline for me to go ahead and get this launched. And then I wanted to share with you just a couple of the steps that I took to get out of that fear and overwhelm cycle. And it's just some steps for you too, but it's to break down your, your goal, whatever it is, into little bite-sized pieces almost reverse engineer it into the time. So for me, launching this when I launched it is about the timing of, okay, you know what? I've been, this has been on my radar. I actually meant to launch this in October, 2022. I mean, we went so far, my assistant and I, to the, the outros recorded, the intros recorded, the little um, the, the, the accounts were created, like we did the work. I was going to launch it then, but quite frankly, I had too many, too many things on my plate. I really didn't have the bandwidth to go ahead and move forward with it. And, that, and that's another tip is that when you're creating a goal, you really do have to plan for obstacles up front. You have to know that they are coming and, and that you're, you're more prepared for that kind of back to that half marathon, that first half marathon I ran, I didn't prepare for the obstacles that were headed my way. I mean, I didn't prepare that I was going to be a hormonal hot mess and that gluten was not going to be my friend, but mentally I wasn't prepared for that. And so it really took me by surprise by mile eight <laughs> when um, I was ready to quit. In fact, 
I don't think I would have quit, but I was, there was really no way to quit. But I, I would like to say I wouldn't quit, but I'm thinking if somebody would have picked me up on a little golf cart right then and there, I might would have said, okay, screw this forever. I'm never going to do another one. Um, okay, so so back to your goals and what it is that you know that you want to do, that you're kind of feeling called to do is get specific about them, but get specific about what it is and then start breaking that down into little bite-sized pieces. And then here's, here's another thing is just pick one goal. Sometimes people get excited for maybe a fresh, healthy, new lifestyle, or they want to do something in their business, or they want to do something personally. And so all of these goals all at the same time. Well, if it's, if you've got too many goals, it's hard to focus on it, which is exactly what I did last year, by the way, when I said I had it ready to go in October, but I had too many tabs open. Like if you looked at my computer at any time, it was like my brain. I had so many tabs open. There's no way I could have given it the focus and attention that it deserved. The second thing is, is make a decision, make a decision, cut off all the options and go for it. Make a decision and go for it. And then um, another step is to really get inspired about it. Like take time to figure out your inspiration of why do you want to do this? What is it on the other side of this goal that's going to make you um, feel more accomplished or feel like you know that you're doing the right thing for you? Um, Find people that have succeeded at this goal. Figure out what they've done. Use their inspiration to help you get there. Back to my mentor and my coach, Natalie Jill. Well, she has a very successful podcast. And I think what she knew in me and knew the inner workings of my goals and my gifts as well, she was like, you just need to use your voice. You need to get it out there. Um, Another tip is to find a motivated accountability partner or somebody else that's maybe on a similar trajectory that you are on and and kind of rub arms together and go. Many of you are familiar with my very best friend, Lisa Arndale, and we've been best friends for 30 years. Well, last summer, we both started talking about launching our podcast, Let's Do This. She did hers in October. She's gotten started. <laughs> she she went ahead and took the plunge, and she has she's doing it. She's doing the thing. Well, that's been so inspirational for me. That's been so motivational for me, and it's it's also kind of given me that kick in the pants that I've needed to get move in forward motion. Um, and also, she's also someone that I can reach out to, and I can reach out to others, and I have reached out to others that have started a podcast. I'm like, hey, can you give me some tips on this? Can you give me some, can you give me some help on how, how to do this and how to do it well if, if I've had questions about it? All right. Another tip is to, and you hear this a lot, especially this time of the year, is create a vision board. Create a vision of what you want. I was... Um, 
speaking at, uh, to my small group. I lead a small group at my church and last night, and we were just talking on about a vision and keeping that vision before us. And, and without a vision, where there is no vision, the people perish is what uh, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says. In Habakkuk 2, I think it's 2, 3, somewhere like that, is to write the vision before you. So whatever your vision is, whatever your goal is, write it down. And I'm just going to encourage you to write it down daily. I literally take my goals. I have at least three. I mean, I've got more goals than that, but I write at least three goals down every single day for my physical, for my spiritual, and for my business. What are my three three goals that I have, like big goals? Write them down every single day. And then every day, what action can I take towards moving this goal forward? What is that action? Because here's what I find. A lot of women will make plans and plans and take a course over this or take a, um, (laughs) they will get some help. They'll talk about it. They'll write around it. They'll, they'll kind of, they, they talk, but they don't get into action. And so again, my goal is to help you walk worthy. Walking, walking is an action. It's a forward motion. And so we have to, at some point, just take action, even when we're not ready, even when we don't feel like we can do it, even when we're scared. And, and here's my mantra lately is that I just take messy action. I take scrappy action. It's not perfect. I'm really, really working on letting that perfectionistic mindset go and leaning into that <clears throat> sufficing and we'll, we're going to talk about that on a future podcast and, and how to take and normalize that. Because when I started to do that, I was able to get in forward motion on so many things when I just dropped the idea that it's got to be perfect. Because guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't have to be perfect. Oh my gosh, that's so, so liberating. Um, Another tip is this, is that, and I've already alluded to this one earlier, is to expect challenges and to expect obstacles. They will happen. They will arise. Expect setbacks. They're going to happen and they're going to arise. And they're always an opportunity to to grow and to develop and to get stronger (laughs) and to move past that. Okay. And then the last little tip is this, is that, Reward yourself with, um, celebrate yourself, reward yourself. Get in that habit of saying, good job. Way to go. What does Mel Robbins say? The high five, high five yourself. So you've got this, you can do it, but you may have to break it down into bite-sized pieces. You're going to have to move past fear to take the action that you know you're going to need to take. Grab some accountability, grab a mentor, grab a coach. If you're struggling, um, I help, this is exactly what I help my one-on-one clients do is I help them to um, walk worthy and get in action. Uh, So I want to share with you one final story as we are wrapping up this very first podcast. And that final story is this, is that I started on my journey of running that first half marathon 
when I was 40 years old. And that first one was horrible. I was so angry during the middle of that, that um, half marathon. I was never going to do another one until, of course, a few hours later. And I was like, okay, that was fun. And, and I feel so dang proud of myself. Well, I did. I kept running them. And again, this is kind of a hobby for my husband and I. And we're at a stage of life where um, now we're empty nesters. We weren't then, but um, we're in an empty nest season, which is really fun, by the way. And we that's one of the things that we like to do is we like to travel and we'll even travel to run these half marathons. And he's had a goal of running a marathon in all 50 states. But uh, I don't know that he's going to be able to do that one um, because he's got some knee issues that <laughs> may not allow him. And he has a travel partner that doesn't want to go to that many different areas at one time. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, what I want to do say is that I turned 50 this summer and somewhere along the way at around age 47, I think I had run around 20, 19 or 20 half marathons at that point. No, no, no. I hadn't run that many. I had run, wait, 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 let me think. I had 10, maybe it was 15. And I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I can run, this is a lofty goal, but I can run 10 more. I can run 25 half marathons by the time I turn 50. That to me felt like a really big accomplishment and something that I wanted to do. So from running one half marathon, I didn't get started until I was 50, to I'm about to run my 25th half marathon, if you can believe. I don't run fast. I'm not out there trying to win a race at all. I feel like the biggest bad you-know-what every time I cross that finish line. I don't care what my time is. But I'm about to run my 25th half marathon here in February. I'm running the Seaside Half Marathon. So it started with one, and now look what happened. So I just want to encourage you, do the thing take the step, do it scared. You've got this. God's got you. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. And let's get into inspired action so we can achieve our inspired goals. All right. Well, I hope this encouraged you to take some action. I hope you feel encouraged. And if you do, would you consider screenshotting this episode and sharing it in your stories and on your social media and help me get the word out that this podcast is now available and um, it's here to, to encourage you in your walk with Christ and help you to walk in confidence in all that he's called you to be. All right. Well, I will see you here. You'll hear from me. See, you don't even know how to sign off of this. <laughs> um, I will see you at the next one. Okay. Bye. Girlfriend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so honored you come back every week and that you share the Fit Soul podcast with your friends and family. Every time you share my podcast on Instagram or Facebook, I do a little happy dance. Make sure you subscribe to the Fit Soul podcast where you'll never miss an episode. You can go to podcast, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode release. And just know, I truly love bringing you excellent content and great guests to provide you motivation and faith inspiration to help you walk worthy. And one of the ways you can help me is to go and leave the Fit Soul Podcast a review. If you have just a moment, would you please go over and leave a review for the Fit Soul Podcast? 
Thank you again. I love you. And here is your reminder. You are worthy. Until next time. Bye-bye.